0: Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Three more teams have been eliminated from the Major League Baseball playoffs. In today's podcast, I'll look at Thursday's results and then look ahead with matchups and DFS tips for Friday. Let's start with the series that are over before looking at top performers from Thursday's games. We'll start with the Braves bouncing the Reds, winning game two by a 5-0 score. The Reds couldn't score, and it's tough to win without at least a little bit of offense. Cincinnati hit 212 during the regular season, and then 169 in two games against the Braves. Nick Castellanos, who had two singles and a double in 10-plate appearances, was the most dangerous Reds hitter. Uh, and it's too bad, because they got pitching. Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo, the Red starters, allowed a combined one run in 13 innings. Uh, but you have to score, and they didn't. Uh, the first series to go three games, uh, the Oakland A's eliminated the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the A's rallied from a Game 1 loss to take the last two games, and it's not as though the White Sox uh, embarrassed themselves in any way. They gave gave it a a credible uh, shot and uh, ran into a a better team, I guess. And White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson had an amazing series, went nine for 14, uh, finishing with a 643 batting average and a 1.429 OPS uh, because he had a couple of doubles in there as well. Uh, Really uh, gave the uh, White Sox a fighting chance, Uh, but uh, they ran into a team that got a little bit better pitching uh, this time around. And then in the third series uh, that saw a team eliminated, the Dodgers uh, took care of the Brewers. Uh, And that's, you know, as expected, the Dodgers taking care of business as the the top team coming into the playoffs. Uh, And in game two, Clayton Kershaw was great for the Dodgers. Uh, The Brewers were the biggest underdogs coming in, going against a Dodgers team that won 43 games during the regular season. But the Brewers couldn't hit. Uh, they were 11 for 72. Uh, and so this is no huge surprise. Thanks for coming, Milwaukee. Uh, we'll see you uh, See you later. And so let's recap yesterday's games with a look at uh, the, the stars. And Thursday's stars start with uh, San Diego shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr., who was 3 for 5, had 2 runs scored, 5 RBIs, 2 home runs, and an 11-9 win against St. Louis. With their season on the brink, losing 6-2, the Padres' 21-year-old star rose to the occasion, tossed in an epic bat flip for good measure. He blasted one more, and it really felt like the kind of memorable performance that will stick with a superstar throughout his career. Uh, and, you know, you may not like uh, the style of uh, Tatis Jr. I do, but thats uh, <laughs> I know that's going to be up for debate with baseball fans, but uh, you can't deny results. Uh, coming up at a crucial moment... Uh, in his team season, and a 21-year-old uh, led them back uh, to keep the season alive. So an impressive performance for Fernando Tatis Jr., and he wasn't the only Padres hitter uh, doing work. Uh, right fielder Will Myers was two for five and had four RBIs, and he had two home runs. Uh, and look, the veteran outfielder Myers had the best season of his career, at least you know, over that 60-game season. He had 15 home runs and a 959 OPS. Uh, and that from a guy who, coming into the season, it, the Padres didn't really seem sure that he was going to be an everyday player for them. So, uh, impressive performance from uh, the Padres, and none too soon, uh, because it looked like their season was slipping away. Uh, then let's go to the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw, uh, who went eight innings, allowed just three hits, one walk, no runs, and struck out 13 in a 3 nothing win against Milwaukee. In, an, in a vacuum, this is an undeniably great start from Kershaw. But given his playoff history, which includes a, a 4.50 ERA and a 1.05 whip in his previous starts, his performance against Milwaukee is even sweeter. And, and the, I think, you know, there's for the the time being, it's going to be skepticism every time Kershaw has a playoff start because we've seen him uh, blow up. And, and not in some embarrassing way, but in a way that is just unlike uh what he's done in the regular season when he, you know, was winning Cy Young awards and is the best pitcher in the game to have him all of a sudden appear mortal in the playoffs. You know, that, that's a different look. And uh, so I think there is going to be skepticism about Kershaw in the playoffs and good for him uh, to rise up and deliver that kind of performance here uh, against Milwaukee. Yes. It's uh, just a, a best of three series at the start of the playoffs. It's not, it's not uh, you know, game seven of the world series. We're talking here, uh, but uh, better to go out and have a great uh, performance in this game and, instead of struggling and, and raising questions about uh, you know his playoff readiness. Uh, he's not the only pitcher, though. We've got Atlanta Braves starting pitcher Ian Anderson, uh, who went six innings, gave up two hits, two walks, no runs, struck out nine in a 5-0 win uh, against Cincinnati. That's not a bad playoff debut. Uh, for the Braves rookie. He was great in six starts once he was called up. He had a 1.95 ERA, 1.08 whip, 11.4 strikeouts per nine, uh, but it was his first playoff start. So getting uh, such a great start out of Anderson uh, is obviously very encouraging for the Braves, who don't have the deepest pitching staff uh, at this point because of injuries uh, to to some of their regulars. Um, and so, you know, the fact that uh, they got a good start from Max Fried in game one, a great start from Ian Anderson in game two. Uh, that explains why Atlanta's moving on and Cincinnati is done. And, and one more star uh, from Thursday is White Sox center fielder Luis Robert. It was two for five, scored two runs, had two RBIs and a home run in that 6-4 loss at Oakland. Now, Robert had a pretty rough finish uh, in September, but that made him pretty reasonably priced on DraftKings yesterday, so I recommended him. And uh, yesterday's production was a pretty sweet return on that price. And... Obviously a a great, great raw talent, and uh, nice to see him have uh, a a quality performance in the playoffs, and I'm sure bigger and better things to come uh, in the future. Coming up next, uh, look ahead to Friday's games with some DFS tips. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites, peanut butter, chocolate, and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, and high-protein, all in a convenient bar. I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at a boot camp for the past couple of months and I'm having a little bit of success, but I leaned right into it with Built Bar for my post-workout routine to give my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save $10 off your next order and enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. So, send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. We'll try and make this a little more interactive if we can. There are only a couple of games Friday, so let's take a look at the matchups. First, uh, Miami with 6 Sanchez plus 175 of the Cubs and you Darvish. I would expect the Cubs to rally in game two, but at this price, you know, Sanchez might be a bit of a lively underdog. Uh, his last two starts of the regular season weren't great, but his first five were. Maybe that's not necessarily enough to like him straight up against Darvish uh, because Darvish had an awesome season. 2.01 ERA, 2.23 fielding independent pitching, 0.96 whip, 11 strikeouts per nine, a legit ace, a Cy Young candidate. Straight up, I don't necessarily like Sanchez against Darvish. Sanchez at plus 175 uh, against Darvish and the Cubs is a little more, a little more intriguing. Uh, And then in our second game, we've got St. Louis with Jack Flaherty on the mound at San Diego, and uh, they have no starting pitcher listed for for the Padres because, well, we'll get to that. Flaherty didn't have a typical ace season, uh, but he's got ace stuff, and so I think that uh, is an encouraging sign, obviously, for uh, the Cardinals uh, and a better option than what's going on for the Padres because the Padres are missing Dino Lamette and Mike Clevenger, uh, and they've already had starts by Chris Paddock and Zach Davies Well, you know, now that you've worked through four-fifths of the rotation there, Garrett Richards uh, has appeared in the first two games in relief. Now, not a lot, so he may be appearing in relief again uh, at some point today. Uh, But it sure looks like uh, the Padres will be going with uh, an opener uh, in a game in which, you know, they'll throw everything they can at the Cardinals. In the White Sox and A's game on Thursday, they combined for 17 pitchers. Uh, And so the Padres could be headed down that kind of path uh, in this deciding game. Uh, for this uh, first-round series. So uh, let's take a look at a few DFS tips then for Friday. Start with St. Louis catcher Yadier Molina. $3,600 on DraftKings uh, at San Diego. Uh, and as I said, we don't know necessarily who's going to be pitching for the Padres. It's probably going to be a, a collection. And they may start with Adrian Morjohn. And he's fine. Uh, but I also think if, if you're looking for value at catcher, Molina at $3,600 isn't a bad price. I uh, you know he's going to play a, a significant role for the Cardinals uh, one way or the other. Uh, and so uh, I wouldn't mind him. Uh, and and I mean, no surprise if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know how I'm a big fan of Yadier Molina. Uh, Miami first baseman, Garrett Cooper, $3,800 at the Cubs and you Darvish. Look, Cooper missed almost half the season, but he had an 853 OPS when he played. And so getting him at a bit of a, a cut rate price, even against Darvish, Darvish is obviously a really good starter, uh, but, Worth a look uh, and staying with uh, Miami. Second baseman and outfielder John Birdie. It's only $3,000. And now, you know, he, he's not a huge hitter. He has a 738 OPS this season, but he also stole nine bases and is hitting second. Uh, so he's going to get opportunities. So maybe uh, John Birdie at $3,000 is a pretty worthwhile uh, consideration for your DFS team. And last one, we'll go with uh, San Diego Padres outfielder Tommy Pham, who's $3,700 against St. Louis and Jack Flaherty. Now, Pham uh, had a tough regular season. He hit 211, had a 624 OPS, had some injuries. Uh, but we know he's better than that. And he was four for five in game two. You know, getting Fam at a discount price, probably worth uh, a look. And uh, hope that the game is as exciting and interesting as game two was. The, the game was kind of wild and out of control. Uh, but it turned out to be entertaining. And uh, some guys had some pretty... Uh, special games in terms of production. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, I'll be back Monday. We'll have more matchups, more DFS tips, and uh, as we move along uh, through the playoffs. Find us, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device play the most recent episode of Locked on Baseball. Stay safe, enjoy the playoffs, and stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. (music)